Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and Metatopia 2021. Episode 350, Shipping is on Fire, Why? Presented by Mel D'Amato. Hello, Metatopia. I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you so much for joining my panel today. This is Shipping is on Fire, Why? It's terrible right now, and I'm so glad you are here to listen to me ramble about it all day at my job. For some reason, I'm still not tired of it. So, wild times, but I am so happy to be here at Metatopia. Uh, Second time attendance, first time paneling. So, very excited to have you all here. So, thank you so much for joining me. Again, this is The Shipping is on Fire. Why? Um, And I am going to talk to you about the shipping industry right now and the state of things. And what you might be able to do to, you know, make things a little bit easier on yourself as creators. So let me just get into the presentation here. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, wrong presentation. Give me one second. That was that was also shipping, but not not the shipping we were looking for. Uh, welcome to Shipping is on Fire. My name is Mel D'Amato, and I am here to talk to you about what the heck is shipping? What are my options? Why is it so bad right now and what can I do? Let's talk about what shipping is first. Um, just look at every single part of this. You start with raw materials that go to a supplier, that get manufactured, go to a distributor, then that either goes to a retailer or to you, and then your goods go to consumer. Logistics and shipping touches one, two, three, four, five points of that entire process. And just, and, you know, because everything is really bad right now, it's slowing down every single part of the process. So shipping has become wildly important. Not only was it important before, but think about how slow everything is right now, how slow it feels, and how it's hit every single part of that process. The options in shipping are ocean freight, air freight, and parcel shipping. Parcel can go ground and air and ocean, but you know, for the most part, what we're gonna talk about is domestic uh, because my counterpart, I'm not sure when his panel was, but he was talking about VAT and international shipping. So I hope you were able to catch that as well. Check out his VOD later. Um, really excited to have roped more of my coworkers into this. Um, why is it bad? I mean, easy answer, it's a global pandemic. Everything sucks. Uh, people are sick. Everyone is at home. We spent an entire year of our lives in our homes, ordering packages and having them delivered directly to our home. And now, despite things opening back up, we are we have experienced efficiency of shipping and the convenience of receiving things in our homes and some people said this is amazing i never want to go back uh why would i go to a store and deal with being around other humans when i can just stay home and get all the same stuff i just have to be a little bit patient 
or if you have Amazon Prime, you barely have to be patient. Some of it can show up in the same day if you leave in, live in a major city. Um, yet, like everyone's gotten used to the convenience of receiving all their stuff at home. And it's extremely valuable to people who, you know, maybe people like people at risk or older people. Uh, and it's just become an extremely, extremely popular thing to do rather than going to those department stores. Also, you know, in the state of the world right now, we have a, a lot of other things contributing and major factors to why everything is bad right now. We have huge delays in supply chains. Supplies for manufacturing are in high competition, such as paper. A lot of you are making games. A lot of you need instructions on paper or cards or, you know, boxes to put your, your game in. Uh, one of the things that is in high demand right now is corrugate, which is uh, where it's used for the type of paper that uh, makes up shipping boxes. And there is an incredible shortage of that. A lot of people have almost a month to two month long wait after ordering boxes, especially custom boxes, for them to be delivered, um, much less printed. So that's a huge delay other economic restraints specific countries having you know par particular issues with funding or shutting down for the pandemic now and then it just it happens periodically the philippines have had a lot of trouble australia keeps shutting down their usps system you never know when something is going to close for a little while major driver shortages we don't have a lot of railway structure which could have been really highly valuable Fingers crossed that Joe Biden can pass something, uh, but who knows? And then, you know, major dock worker problems, not enough people, not enough time, too many ships. Let's talk about one of the major contributors, though, and one of the biggest reasons, especially for folks at Metatopia who produce physical games, uh, China is a really, really big impact on our situation right now. China manufactures a lot of stuff um, and some of the issues are China is dealing with rolling power outages they have power plants they're, they're like a majority of their power plants still use coal but the problem is they don't have enough manual labor to produce the coal they don't have enough trucks to move the coal to the power plants and the power plant like it's just a complete coal shortage so power is in high demand and there's not enough ways to produce it right now. So the infrastructure in parts of China have been experiencing rolling power outages. And a lot of the factories that function and work on a lot of the products that you are ordering and creating uh, can't function during certain hours of the day. They're not allowed to use power because residences and homes need that. So, and that makes up those specific factories make up about one third of the GDP of China. Uh, so huge impact right there. Um, not to mention, I mean, look at this. This picture is worth a thousand words right now. Look at all of those boats. And that's on September 15th. I could not tell you what it looks right like right now, but each one of those little dots in my presentation there, those are container ships with thousands of containers on them. There are, there are millions, millions of containers and hundreds of ships 
sitting off of the Los Angeles port waiting to be received. It can take three to four weeks, sometimes longer, because they are prioritizing essential goods at the port, understandable, which is why we haven't hit a crisis level in the country yet. But your stuff, if it's not essential or on a boat with essential goods, it'd be waiting a really long time to get off of a boat. Lots of other transportation issues. The United States is currently facing its most dramatic driver shortage, raising the cost of trucking immeasurably. Um, I mean, if you really want numbers, I saw a truck that was meant to go from Pennsylvania to California, cost almost $8,000. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> we don't have enough drivers because a lot of folks who were driving our trucks have retired or left the industry or just don't really want to do it anymore. And I honestly can't blame them because it's kind of a thankless job. It's not a very well-paying job, although that is changing right now due to the need. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of contributing reasons as to why people don't want to drive trucks anymore. And if you think about it, you know, a lot of people in the United States don't even think about trucking as a viable career option. You know, like maybe some of you know drivers, but really think about it. Did when you were in school, did you even get pitched the idea that driving a truck could be a good experience? It could be a career choice. I don't know anyone that was ever told that. So you know, it's it's not being put into consideration. It's not an uh, a you know blatantly important position, but it is incredibly important to the logistics industry, and there are not enough people doing it. And a few other, uh, you know, specific to parcel carriers, the USPS is constantly getting gutted and reformed by one of my least favorite people, Mr. Lewis Joy. Cannot wait for him to go away, uh, but he is currently hindering the infrastructure of the USPS, slowing down mail delivery. Um, depending on where you are, you may see days where you don't get mail at all. Me in Chicago, I could go two or three days without mail. Um, couldn't tell you why just don't have any or you know they have it and they don't have enough people to deliver it or it doesn't get sorted in a decent amount of time so that's really hard for not just the postal service but the large parcel carriers that use the usps to do final mile delivery when i say final mile delivery it's like literally the last few miles like ups could have a package move through their network and then they give it say all right usps finish the delivery for us. And that happens quite often. Um, also another contributing factor, parcel rates are on the rise. Uh, they know that they can get away with charging us a whole lot of money because we don't have a lot of options as to how to ship our stuff. You know, FedEx, UPS, DHL, regional carriers, they all have really high costs right now and coming here into the peak season they added another surcharge onto it so when you go to the store to start shipping parcels you're going to see that be like 20 30 cents up to a dollar more than you expected so that's something to take into mind when you are setting your shipping rates for your customers or backers um let's see this sucks. It's terrible. It's not a great place to be. Uh, what can I do? Let's be honest. 
we need to set expectations with the people who buy things from us right now. There are so many reasons we have absolutely no idea how to estimate how long something will take. So what you really need to do is if you have something that's like a Kickstarter that's already gone through and you're just waiting for things to happen, or if you're about to start a Kickstarter or you're waiting for something in production and you've got an email list of people who are angry and want their money back, I've heard it all. Uh, you really just need to send that message and be open and honest with your customers saying the supply chain is just horrible right now. There's literally nothing that you as a person can do to fix this, to change what is happening. Most of the time, you can't even throw money at it to make it better. It feels debilitating to have no control over what's happening with your stuff that you paid for. So, you know, being open and honest, setting expectations as far in, in advance as you can is so vitally important to make sure that your audience is understanding of what is happening in the world right now. Also, when you're setting up, if you have the ability, pick realistic dates for your Kickstarter or fulfillment of whatever product you're making. Ask, you know, source everything you are looking for in advance. Do not wait until you are funded to see what you can afford. Just go look for like a high and low option, ask them for estimated production dates, and then double them <laughs> because you have no idea what the holidays are going to bring and, and what could happen after that. Uh, and use that as your benchmark. And if you deliver early, amazing. Everybody loves to be surprised. I think that is the best way to go. Like, push it out as hard as you can. And then when it all comes in early, you be like, oh, my God, look what I did for you. Isn't this amazing? Yay. And then you look like a superstar. It's highly recommended. But, you know, other possible suggestions as creators right now, take into serious consideration the ability to just make digital media right now. A lot of people are not going out to stores still, buying physical books, buying physical games. And, you know, shipping rates stink. So, you know, maybe see if you can focus more on your digital goals until the end of the year, until next year. Um, I would expect shipping conditions to stay garbage until early next year. You'd, you'd think January would be better post-holidays, but January is a huge period of time where people are returning everything and the network is still plowed. It's, I mean, think about it. Everybody got, gets a ton of stuff for Christmas and everybody says, oh, this is so nice. And then they ship it right back to Amazon. Um, so January is still kind of a shit show for lack of a better term. Uh, add funding goals to pay for expedited shipping. You know, offer them choices if, if you're using Kickstarter, I don't know that you have, you could have like an add-on post-Kickstarter where they can pay for expedited shipping once that product does come in, or you could add a funding goal to be able to ship uh, if, you, if your product is kind of big and you know it's going to be probably big enough to be palletized, you might want to add like another, oh boy, 
depends on how much stuff, but it could be up to 10K for like one or two pallets to go via air freight. It's very, very expensive. But if people are super dedicated to know that your stuff can leave China in a reasonable amount of time and they'll get it months sooner, they might be willing to shell out for a wild Kickstarter goal to you know boost that up and, and give you the ability to buy that extra fancy freight and get your stuff in a reasonable amount of time. Also, you know, one thing to do if you have a lot, if your Kickstarter takes off and goes absolutely bananas wild and you're so surprised, consider looking into a 3PL. Um, I work for one. I also am on the board of directors for one and I'll give you details on those in a minute. But 3PL stands for third party logistics. This is an organization that will have warehousing, uh, reduced carrier rates, and the ability to have other people pick and pack all of your orders. So it's not all on you. And that way you just pass them the product, pass them the orders, just live your life, baby. It's really convenient when you have something that is far bigger than you anticipated, should you. I, I pray that all of you have that success. Just live your best life, wildest dreams, and sell all of your games. But, you know, that's not for everyone. It can be a little expensive, but it's also really worth it when you think about all of the time and dedication, like what a lot of people don't do. And I'll, I'll throw this in as a little flavor. If you don't bill out your personal hours on the work that you do, and add that to what you are getting paid for the Kickstarter, you are doing yourself a complete and utter disservice. Think about the number of hours that you put into the things that you create. Think about the number of hours it would take to potentially pack up an entire Kickstarter and decide what is more value valuable to you, your personal health, your time, your ability to be present with a family maybe, all part of that decision to decide how to take care of yourself. The 3PL could be a really viable option for a single one-off project to help ship all that stuff out. That said, uh, that's my presentation, and then we can switch to questions and answers. Again, I am Mel D'Amato. You can find me shitposting on Twitter at Melorella. Uh, if you want to learn more about my day job, I work for a 3PL called ShipBob. We have warehousing all over the U.S. We have like 20, oh God, I think we're up to 23 warehouses now, uh, mostly domestic, but we do have uh, resources in Canada, in the U.K., in Ireland, Australia, and soon somewhere around Poland. So we have just a lot of flexibility in assisting if that's something that sounds appealing to you. Or if you want to try something a little bit smaller, I am on the board of directors of World Builders. That is the uh, uh, not-for-profit, <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for, uh, fundraising company uh, run by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, good friend of mine, wonderful man, highly recommend. Uh, World Builders has been doing fulfillment for small creators for a while now. And now that I'm on the board, I'm doing a lot of consulting for their logistics team. And if I may say so, I think they are doing pretty good. And I would love to see them get a little bit more business. So 
Now, if you are ever looking for fulfillment, those are two options. You can hit me at work at mdomato at shipbob.com, or you can hit my personal email if you have questions or if you want to talk about world builders, melarella at gmail.com. All that said, I would love to get some questions. All right, and we have questions for you. Yeah. Uh, Genesis of Legend asks, are the microchip shortages also breaking things somehow? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it's definitely making things difficult for the technology industry. I mean, you think about all the things that take microchips right now. Um, I wouldn't say that it's hindering logistics specifically, but it's definitely hindering manufacturing and production of goods. So, you know, if you're trying to produce something that might have a chip that could mailing function as simple as a remote, you're probably going to see a huge delay. Um, still still got a lot of nerds doing Bitcoin mining, unfortunately. Uh, can't, can't wait for that trend to stop. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so maybe it's affecting it about the same as like the power shortages. Uh, I would say the power shortages are a little more dramatic than it. It depends on what you're trying to get. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Next question is from Tin Star Games. Is this actually going to end, or are we expecting prices to just permanently be higher? Should they be higher because people aren't being paid well, or should delivery just be slower? <laughs> Ooh, there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces to that one. Uh, so prices are higher because they can be. We don't have options, uh, and I would not say that the people performing the activities uh, on, you know, boots on the ground, people actually doing the shipping are getting paid more. They, they are not getting paid more. I've, I can almost guarantee that. Maybe some of them are, but um, a lot of this money right into the pockets of the major players in the transportation industry. I, I don't see a lot of reinvestment happening except in uh, small businesses people that are trying to, I, I hate I hate this term, people that are trying to disrupt the market. Um, God, it's so, so uh, e-com like jargony, but uh, it's, it's, it's real. People are trying to interrupt, you know, the, the flow of all of that money going into the pockets of people who honestly don't give a shit if it gets better. Uh, which is why I recommend small businesses like ShipBob, like uh, World Builders to assist. But, you know, we're we're all at the mercy of these major carriers right now. Is it going to get better? I really, I really hope so. Uh, you know, I my prediction for this holiday season is that, you know, last year the carriers were completely unprepared. We had no idea what a peak season was going to look like with you know uh, millions billions millions of people stuck at home um you know trying to avoid a deadly illness with no vaccine yet uh i would expect a very similar volume of packages to last year i would not expect it to be quite as disorganized though it was absolute mayhem things were constantly getting lost transportation times were horrific I still expect things to get lost. I still expect transportation times to be pretty messed up. I would 
be really, really conservative with your estimated ship dates. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year. I think it's going to be a little bit more organized. I think my, my hope and dream is that prices will go back down after peak. I wouldn't expect anything to change until February or March if they do go back down. Last year, they didn't go back down. They kept all those surcharges active the entire year because technically the entire year was still at a wildly elevated rate. But, you know, there comes a point where you have to say, when does this continue to be extraordinary and when does this become the new normal? And carriers are eventually going to have to say, okay, this is the new normal and we just have to find new ways to expand our network. And I'm still waiting for them to like actually say, okay, it's time to expand our network and reinvest in our company and say, what do we need to do to make this better for our customers? Because right now, we're stuck with what we've got and they don't much care about the customer experience, unfortunately. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, did I miss any part of that? No, that was fantastic. Um... Oh. So Genesis of Legend has another question for you, uh, which you sort of touched on just now. What is the rough timeline you would expect things to un-F themselves? Uh, <laughs> six months, 12 months, 18 months, never? Yeah, that's really, really hard to predict. You know, I, I think that carriers have adjusted to this new normal a bit. You know, the things that they used to do for peak seasons to expand their abilities they've been doing since the pandemic started um and it wasn't enough for the initial you know the first christmas after uh the first holiday season after um it should be enough for this year for the most part but you know i expect them to continue to waffle and say oh unprecedented times probably for like another two years i gotta be honest it's gonna be a while this is one of the slowest moving and improving industries in the world. Like the USPS has not changed the way it operates in since I was born. I have no idea. Like it's a very they, long time. Yeah. A really long time. They don't change how they operate. And to expect a behemoth corporation like UPS to say, we're gonna do better. They're, they're so they're too big to fail at this point, which is terrifying. Um, that is that is a very strong term to say too big to fail. But FedEx, UPS, and they know it. They know they're too big to fail because they are the largest options in the industry. I would expect several years of horseshit. And sorry, I don't know if I can say that. Uh, but you know, they're they're gonna waffle on it for a long time, and. It, it's going to take some major small businesses causing them problems for them to say, fine, I guess it's time for, you know, this is finally digging into our profits. I guess we need to do something about it and improve our services. Um, Ten Star Games asked, uh, are there alternatives that we can use to disrupt? I know everyone is asking, can we print at home? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way to disrupt the industry is find creative solutions that don't require use of the shipping industry. Um, you know, digital, print at home, 
um, creating small businesses within major cities that can print things for people that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Like let's let's mess with Staples. Let's mess with with Office Max. Like they don't need all of that happening. I know we've got like drive through RPG these days, which is great. That's an awesome resource. Still does some shipping, but um, you know, there there's ways to get around it by paying more money. But who wants to do that? Um, I think we just need to get really, really creative about how we're making and and thinking about the games that we play and what we can do to make it more accessible without having to skirt around this horrible industry. Uh, all right. Uh, Genesis of Legend uh, also asks, when are DeJoy's new, quote, optimizations? going to throw in another dozen wrenches into the system. I haven't heard about any new fun improvements coming soon. I'm hoping that he's done destroying things for the holiday season. You know, some of the things to expect, he did shut down sortation devices, which are slowing down the mail and slowing down some of the like basic service package sortation. Um, first class mail is still a better service at the USPS. So if you want to, if you still want to continue using the USPS, which bless you, I, they, I, we have to retain the USPS. We have to find a way to keep it, make it clear that that service is worth it. I don't want to tell you to avoid it. I just want you to, to like have expectations of the service. Um, first class is still a reasonable service to use. I would just expect that things might not get tracking updates for long periods of time. Um, generally speaking, what we we really need to fight for the USPS and make it clear that this is an essential service. Oh, and one fact that I didn't share earlier, the USPS is the only entity in the United States that is legally obligated to deliver to every address in the United States. No one else is obligated to do that. If you live rurally, there is a chance if, if someone sends you something via UPS or FedEx, it, they'll drop it in the nearest city in a Dropbox and say, sorry, we don't know where your address is. Sorry, we can't make it out there. It's too rural. Uh, you can either send us another $50 to deliver this, or uh, you can just drive to this Dropbox. Good luck. So something to keep in mind, save the USPS, <laughs> pay attention to what's happening to it, and just continue to rampage against this ding-dong in office right now. Um, excellent. Uh, we, we don't have a new question, although we do have a nice comment about uh, from Tim Star Games living in Australia. Uh, they say something like 99% of all their media and products come from overseas and they lose a lot when the world stops shipping. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just being, just because Australia is so separate from, it's just big islands, you know, removed from the rest of it. Not to mention all the tensions with China right now and how shipping has become even more difficult. That's, you know, a little while back. Um, that, that sub deal fell through. Australia was supposed to buy some nuclear sub, maybe not nuclear, but submarines from China. 
and they opted to go with the U.S. instead, and that caused some huge tensions. They basically decided that um, essentially not friends anymore, uh, and China started fortifying the South China Sea, and they started refusing to ship between the countries. So, you know, when you when you this is getting hot. It is a little spicy. Uh, you know, I don't I don't see Australia making any big strides to you know make that tension any worse. And I think that we've diffused it a little bit over the last few months. Um, but you know, watch the news, see who's yelling at each other, and just assume that any shipping between those countries is probably going to be a little tense or difficult for a little while. Um, there there are things that can happen like customs departments cracking down between two countries saying this this says it's this but what if it's a bomb and you know dumb things like that it it, it can get really messy okay um genesis of legend asks do we know if media mail is safe for now <laughs> media mail is complicated um i one of the things that they told me at work uh because ship bob does just an incredible amount of media mail, like a lot of books. Um, media mail is kind of a mess because it is, it's very affordable, but it is one of the slowest ship options in the world. And it's probably going to be one of the most ignored options in the mix during the holiday season. So, what, I mean, when I say that, it's like shit's going to disappear for a while. Media mail doesn't have tracking. It doesn't, or, or if it does, it's going to have huge time skips. Um, essentially, what we've been told is to tell all of our merchants that they should switch away from media mail for the holiday season, which is a huge bummer because it's so affordable and it's just, it's going to make things like really expensive for your customers. But I would expect that media mail during the holidays is going to be real bad. Um, and consider other options consider first class um or you know just let people know get it when you get it unfortunately okay um we're kind of out of questions in the chat for right now uh so i'm i'm gonna take an opportunity to ask a question even though i'm the facilitator i hope that's all right absolutely Um, Long term, and I when I say long term, I mean five to ten years, because this is a slow industry, right? Mm-hmm. Logistics. What what would you want to see? What do you think could be changed or done that would uh, long term ensure the health of shipping and logistics? Oh boy, I've got quite the soapbox on this topic. So if I if I get long-winded, tell me and I'll I'll cut off for any questions that pop up in chat. There are a lot of things that could be done to make this better. I mean, we we do need more small businesses. Um ShipBob started 6 years ago, all 7, almost 7. Yeah, we're going on 7. Um but they are taking on, we have like somewhere between like around 6,000 merchants that ship with us now. Um, and, you know, more small businesses taking the time to create an opportunity for people that's just so much better than Amazon. Amazon comes with a lot of risks. They have, you you live the risk every day of them stealing your IP. 
Um, I, I have heard about that from more than one person. Uh, you know, despite being one of the largest providers, there there is a huge risk there. But uh, sorry, to, to stay on target, yeah, providing new operations to disrupt the industry and, and provide more options would be huge. I would love to see the major carriers own up to the problems in their networks. I would love to see them publish plans on how they intend to fix those major issues in their operations. I would love to see them, you know, pay their workers better. Um, I would love to see them increase their driver uh, hiring, pay better rates, create better living conditions for their drivers, which a lot of these drivers don't have like sleeper cabs. They just sleep at way stations or something. It's it's not a comfortable lifestyle. I would like to see improvements to truck designs. I'd like to see less emissions in the industry. Uh, <laughs> I could keep going. There, there's so okay. many. Yeah, I would All love right. to see the rail industry expand. We need more railroads. Like if people could just throw containers on a railroad and get it to the right city, that would be huge. Um, uh, Dex Concord, that's our, that's our moderator, uh, uh, Andy asks, uh, do you feel that given the cho choice, it's better to just not ship things at all if there's an option by providing PDFs, print on demand, instead of organizing it yourself? I really feel like for the sake of your personal sanity, it, it would be better to just organize that digital structure. Or if you do go out of your way to offer physical shipping options, Price it appropriately. Um, price it, you know, check what it's going to cost to actually ship it. Um, expect that to be slightly more expensive. And add on the cost of your personal time because you're gonna you're the one that's gonna be going to these places, waiting in line, packing all the packages. So you know, I don't I don't wanna say make it prohibitive, but absolutely make it worth your time and money. Um and that brings us uh, to uh, another question from Genesis of Legend, uh, a really good segue. How are the workers and the labor in the logistics industry holding up right now? Uh, this must be incredibly rough for you all. It's difficult. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I am exceptionally lucky in that I work in an office environment. Actually, well, I work at home. Um, I, I am very fortunate. Uh, that I am able to work from the comfort of my home. I am a salaried employee. I, you know, I deal with angry merchants every day. <laughs> so, you know, my mental health is like, mm. but the, the people in the warehouses throughout the year have been mostly okay. Um, but during the holidays, there is some major burnout, um, lots of exhaustion, long hours, and, you know, these these larger employers just couldn't give a shit less. They say you're you're you've got a 12-hour shift today. Good luck. Um, you know, people like the USPS workers, UPS, FedEx, all of these delivery people, keep in mind they are exhausted. They're working long hours. They're doing their best to deliver everything. And sometimes their best is throwing your shit in your yard and saying good luck because they're having a horrible day. They're getting yelled at. They have traffic. It's just people are people. This is going to be a rough one. It's, you know, everybody's burnt out. And 
we're tired because we're waiting for our stuff. You know, we we put a lot of time and money into choosing our gifts for people and you know, just just remembering that everybody's human and that this is not easy for anyone right now other than the people that are making way too much money for their own good. Uh it's it's definitely a big burnout during the holidays. Um, also from uh, Dex Concord, do you feel like self-driving trucking is a viable solution within the next five years? Uh, I'm scared of it. And I'll tell you why. Um, not because it is a resource and would put, I don't think it would put anyone out of work because we still need skilled drivers. Uh, I'm scared of it because I don't know that the technology is entirely there yet. We hear about uh, how Tesla is fighting really hard to put their self-driving cars on the road. Uh, we've got Google doing that too. We've got big tech industry putting a lot of money into self-driving vehicles. And I think if all of the vehicles on the road were self-driving, I think we would be cooking with gas. So I would communicate, fingers crossed, the, the vehicles would communicate with each other and have uh, a higher intuition than, say, several human drivers. My paranoia with trucks driving themselves is that if there is a mistake made, it's going to be a lot worse than if a human driver were in the vehicle. And here's why. Um, Computers can try to make decisions, but they don't always have the intuition to know that a human driver is going to cut them off, that a human driver might sideswipe your vehicle, you know, um, and, and how to keep control of a truck when these weird happenstances happen. And the impact of a self-driving truck crashing versus a human-driven truck, self-driving truck could cause a lot more damage. Uh, it won't always know how to correct itself. It won't always understand wind shear outside. Is it going to have like full weather controls on the outside to measure the wind speeds? And I just, I feel like if a truck malfunctioned, it would cause a lot more destruction than like say a sleepy driver, unfortunately, which is still bad. Like there, there are a lot of Thank goodness rules in place preventing drivers from driving for a re really long time. I'm, we've seen a lot less accidents lately, but, you know, yeah, my, my fear is that a self-driving truck could hurt a lot more people than a person driving a truck. All right. Um, so, so we, we have time. I, oh, great. Genesis of legend saves me with another question. <laughs> uh, this is great. Um, are reductions in flight loads due to COVID also messing up the shipping? Flight, oh, like like air freight? Yeah. Um, I don't know that air freight has completely, like um, a lot of flights, like international flights, yes. Uh, what The reduction in flights going across the ocean, like I remember the last time I did an international flight, I had like, biggest jet it was huge and i was watching them move entire pallets into the belly of the plane and the entire half of the plane was just full of freight um which was really cool to see for a complete nerd like me uh, but yes with those being reduced there is a reduction in availability for air freight 
But a lot of companies have been adjusting their behavior since there is reduced ridership. They've been dedicating more of their planes to providing space or air freight. Um, rates are still going up, but availability and like ability to put things on a plane, despite being like a little delayed and a little more expensive, I wouldn't say is completely bad right now. It's I wouldn't call it as affected as other industries doing shipping right now. So I would actually call it a reasonably viable option. Um, Dex Concord asks, what do you see as a worst case and best case scenarios for the future of shipping? Uh, you know, best case, I, I kind of touched on earlier, everyone realizes what, you know, what needs to change in the shipping industry and begins to move in that direction. But like I said, this is one of the slowest moving slowest changing industries in the world because it's been doing what it does for such a long time. Um, worst case scenario, we continue to lose drivers, lose interest, um, and it just becomes increasingly difficult to do supply chain. We could see you know, reduced choice in products online. We could see a lot more storefronts closing. You know, I don't want to make it like doom and gloom, but, you know, think about the things that we receive every day. Think about the things that are technically luxuries, video games, um, physical gaming systems. We can't even get a fucking PS5 right now. Everybody's looking for it. James has been looking for one for ages. Um, but, you know, worst case scenario, we continue to, like, lose out on those small luxuries. I don't think we'll ever be without like our essential goods, um, but it's gonna. We might continue to see some of those luxury goods reduce um, more of the imports staying where they are, rather than changing direction and you know maybe putting those efforts towards a different part of the industry. Best case scenario, everybody figures out what they're doing wrong and, and starts to adjust their behavior for the betterment of the world. Um, Genesis of Legend uh, follows up, um, and you kind of touched on this quite a bit. Do you think more effective use of the rail system would help reduce the domestic shipping issues? Yes, absolutely. I think it would reduce congestion immeasurably. I would love to see a rail line go directly to every single port. It would be amazing. It would help with the driver shortage. It would get the containers to the end destination city, reduce the need for, you know, the trucks that are necessary at ports. You know, the, the problem with port congestion is that some of it is like they literally can't get drivers into the port to pick up containers. So it slows down the, um, the, the offboarding you know, the, the containers being removed from ships because they have so many containers stuck at the port. So that's one of the reasons that things are extra slow right now. So, you know, I think it would help with the driver shortage immensely um, to have rail rail lines more uh, robust and, and, you know, ending up in some of the, the major parts of America and even some of the less major cities in America, you know, the more rural locations having a like a one container a week or something, you know, it would be huge for them too. Um, 
Genesis of Legend also wants to know where can we give you money because it seems like you need a beverage or 12 after talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe boy. more broadly, how can we show our appreciation both to you and also just in general the uh the the people who are who are, you know, involved in this incredibly large and complex industry? You know, one of my favorite things I've seen on TikTok are the people who have like little coolers on their porch that says, hey, delivery person, here's a here's a bottle of water or a snack. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, that's that's funny. That's just going to get stolen. But part of me is also like kind of warmed a little bit by seeing it. I'm like, oh, my God, like you you are showing appreciation to a person that is probably overworked or exhausted or does not get the opportunity to actually stop. I mean, everybody's heard that story about an Amazon driver that had to like pee in a cup just to keep on shift. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, so showing little appreciations for your drivers, for your delivery people, I that that warms my heart a lot. Um, Thank you so much for asking about me. I mean, I'm I'm doing good, but if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I I can post like a Kofi after this if you really want to. Um, but you know, me I can't drink that right now. Uh, I am seven and a half months pregnant uh, and exhausted. And boy, would I love some whiskey, but I will not. <laughs> uh, I will not be partaking in that. Um, so this holiday season, I will just be running on pure. Uh, determination unfortunately <laughs> it it sounds like you uh you have a delivery of your own expected uh i do uh, which will not Special be delivery not be messed up by the uh shipping and logistics being on no. fire no thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness. um uh, so I, I I do a lot of project management, and one of the things that I read about was how uh, lean manufacturing and just-in-time manufacturing may have uh, exacerbated this this situation. What are your thoughts on that? Oh Lord, um, yeah, no, that that's definitely had an effect on it. But like you know. It's, it's all about how quick things get injected into the system and how fast the carriers can respond. There's just not enough infrastructure right now for for those types of you know delivery systems. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Everything's just kind of messed up right now. It's not there's not enough supply, there's too much demand. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um great. Um we we still have about 10 minutes. I'm going to keep the the chat open here for any further uh questions from folks, but um we've we've talked a lot about how everything's on fire. Uh but you you also said you're kind of a obviously kind of a logistics nerd. What is something that you think is super cool about the things that you work on? Now, one of my favorite things I, I work day to day. I have personal relationships with all of the merchants that I work with and helping them find ways to make their businesses better is one of my favorite things to do. Um, we have not not to continue to plug my job, but we have so many resources. We have marketing resources. We have, you know, there are ways to get loans for your business. There are ways to you know expedite 
how your business functions, with returns, with forecasting, with I have learned so much about being a small business merchant that I feel like I need to start a business, but I have no idea what to start. So, hey, if anybody's got ideas, hit me up because uh, I've got the resources. I could probably get like some sick prices at ShipBob. Uh, don't tell my <laughs> boss that. Don't. I hope they don't watch this. Uh, but if they do, thanks. Uh, yeah, like... I, just, I nerd out about everything. I think it's really cool. When I first started working in the industry, I started learning about, you know, all of the ways these things connect together, how, you know, it goes from the carrier that picks up the package, it goes into a truck, it goes onto a plane, and then it goes into a distribution center, and then it goes into another truck, and then it goes to USPS, and then it gets delivered. There's so many moving parts, and learning how that works just blew my mind and the, the more people that understand the intricacies of logistics better because it, it will help you understand and, and adjust your expectations on how long and how valuable the industry is. Uh, Judd has a has a good speculative question for you. Hmm. How do you think science fiction and fantasy are going to process uh, this moment um, in in time? In, in history, what kind of fiction is going to come out of this mess? You know, I, I've seen a lot of stories kind of come out of the, the need for supply and demand, and they definitely don't phrase it that way. It's definitely a, a situation where um, people need things and they can't get it, and the story is about them getting what they need. Um, I definitely see that being an inspiration, but it would be wild to it would, be, it would be wild to me to see something literally based on supply chain i would love that because i'm a nerd um but you know i, th I think it's going to be a lot of speculation on how to disrupt what it comes off as a corrupt system right now it is a lot of people doing dominating an industry that is slow moving and creating solutions for a lot of money and making a ton of money off of it without paying without contributing to the industry so you know much like a lot of the other stories we've heard right now about you know anti-capitalism uh i think we'll, we'll continue to see stories that are trying to break an unjust system okay um uh T. Pobuda, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name there, uh, asks, how can game customers help you in your job? What do you want us to know? I, I think the best thing to know is patience. <laughs> you know, um, you know, be, be as customers, just be patient with the people who are making these games because, you know, the people that don't attend this, hopefully a lot of people will watch this VOD later. Um, informing yourself and understanding and, and being patient with the people that are trying to make this happen because it is a very frustrating experience, especially for someone that doesn't do a lot of shipping and logistics, people who don't understand the industry or how it's working. There, there are millions of people shipping things every day that is their hope and dream and something they've created, but they have no idea what they're doing. 
So, you know, just, just being understanding that everybody's knowledge level on this is completely different and, and knowing that everybody's having a different experience. And, you know, maybe sometimes sending a message saying, hey, I understand, because 99% of the messages they get are complaints. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got about five minutes to uh, to wrap up. A um, uh, lot of uh, love and appreciation for you in the chat, by the way. Uh, um, thank thank you. you so very much for bringing your expertise to this uh, to this discussion. I think that there's um, you know there's there's a lot there. So you you might get you might get a few messages on on Twitter from from some folks here with follow up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. My DMs aren't open, but if you tweet at me and say, hey, I have a question for you, I will connect with you and we can chat. Excellent. That's great to know. Um, and I'm going to put all of your links back in the chat uh, one last time. Perfect. Um, and uh, uh, what's what's your, we've got, like I said, we've got about, about four minutes uh, left. What's your, what's your big takeaway that you want, you want everybody to know um, uh, as they face this <laughs> from the consumer side. Yeah, um, have patience with yourself, have patience with other creators, and order your holiday gifts immediately. Okay. That's Those are my best tips. <laughs> those are good tips, uh, terrific. Oh, we did have one last question again from Tipobuda. What do you think of commercial drones? I'm fascinated, I'm worried about Surveillance. I don't want to sound like a, a tin hat man, but um, it, you know, much like all a lot of the other robots that are flying around or walking the streets, I, I do worry about surveillance state and what you know it could expose people at risk to. But fuck, uh, you know, if drones are just drones, I think it's really cool. I think it would be a huge service. I I don't think it's going to put people. Out of jobs, I think it's just going to make the experience better because it'll reduce congestion. It'll make the job easier for employees that you know can't make every stop. I, I would love to see a little bit more of it. Honestly, let's let's take advantage of this wacky technology we have. Find new ways to apply it. Heck, y'all should start a drone business. Let's go for it. Let's map it out. Like that, there's a small business. Let's let's interrupt it by being a like a small city parcel carrier and do a big drone business. Like you know, you know. Let let's look at the options. See what happens. All right. Um, terrific. Um, I I I think that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at, Andy. Uh, do you do you have a time on us for us? Two minutes. We've got two minutes. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. And if there's if there's any shout outs you want to make, like you've got you got two minutes to so build the space. <laughs> uh, big shout out to my husband James D'Amato. Um, some of you have probably heard of him. One Shot Podcast, Skyjacks. Um, I love him dearly, and he's he's my biggest support system right now. Um, know please please feel free to check out his stuff and support him because anything you do to support him also supports me and the baby um so now big big shout out to my job for you know continuing i've been there about a year and a half almost two years uh, in march and big shout out to world builders i'm having a lot of fun uh working with them helping them and 
improve their shipping systems. And uh, big shout out to my my good friend Pat Rothfuss. He's he's a really cool guy. I hope you guys get to like see him in a panel someday or something. But like, shout out to all my friends. Oh, and my friends Allie and Drew. They do couriers call Skyjack's couriers call. They actually live upstairs. We all live together, which should surprise no one because we are like best friends. But um, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Awesome. Well, that's that's fantastic. And thank you so much for for being here and for your time, um, and uh, and for your expertise. This was a, I I've learned so much this weekend from all the panels that I've been facilitating. Oh, yeah. uh, but possibly the most from this one. So, thank you so aces. much. Yeah. yeah, happy to help. And please don't hesitate to email me with any questions you got. All right.